Welcome to Machine Learning. My thoughts on Easter. I was thinking about the week that was proceeding up to Easter. I was looking at some notes on that. And it was interesting because it seemed like the Lord was very busy in that week leading up to Easter. Um, Monday, there was the cleansing of the temple. Tuesday was teaching in Jerusalem. Uh, Wednesday, continued teaching in Jerusalem. Thursday is the Passover and Christ's suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane. Friday was the trial and the crucifixion and burial. Saturday... He lay in the tomb, and then Sunday he's resurrected and appears to his disciples. When I think of the resurrection, I love to ponder the phrase that the Lord is risen. When we look at life, in some ways we can experience what the Lord's He is risen means in our life because we don't have to go through life alone. Christ lifts us up and lightens the pain and provides relief. And so in that sense, we are raised up because of Christ. So he was physically raised up from the dead, the first fruits of those who broke the bands of death. There were many who saw Christ after his resurrection, and there were many who were resurrected after Christ who walked among the people testifying of the power of the resurrection. Now we may not be resurrected today, but we can experience a new heart, a new life, and through Christ be raised up again. So in the spirit of the Easter, one of the greatest things that we can experience in this life is Christ lifting us up. We can't do this on our own. We have character weaknesses that have plagued us in the past. We tried to fix those character weaknesses and in some ways had become despaired because they were not being repaired. It's like saying to a person who's sick, get healthy. And they would do everything in their power to try to get healthy. They exercise, they eat better, they sleep better, and yet they may have these infirmities which plague them despite all their efforts. 
And then the great physician arrives, who is Jesus, and he heals the broken heart. He mends the hands, he mends the spirits who are um, depressed or in despair and gives them new hope. Now, how does he give new hope? He gives us new hope because he's paid for our sins. And we can receive forgiveness. So we don't have to hate ourselves. We don't have to be in despair. We don't have to be discouraged because through his atonement, he can pay for our sins and Heavenly Father can forgive us of our sins. And that's a great gift. Forgiveness and repentance is a healing power. It's often feared as a punishment for some form of retribution for things that we've done wrong. We do have to pay for the things that we do wrong, but sometimes we can't pay for the full price. It reminds me of the man who was forgiven a great debt, and then he and his pride went to another man who had a very small debt and demanded that his family be sold to pay that debt. And when the king heard about the event, he asked the man why he had done this, considering that his debt was a billion times more. We do receive the grace of God as a gift. His resurrection is a gift. His power to heal our character defects is a gift. The power of Heavenly Father to forgive us of sin is a gift. It's something that we can't take upon ourselves and do for ourselves. It's the result of who they are and the pureness and the power that they possess and also the grace that they can lift us up. So as we think about Easter this year, I hope that uh, the thought of how God raises us up and heals us is at the foremost of our, our mind and not the fear of punishment, the fear of being exposed and ridiculed, the fear of losing praise in the eyes of man. When we have these secrets that we fear, the unseen the unsaid things need to be spoken. Those unseen things need to be spoken because they 
are holding us back. They are, they are causing us pain. See, Christ is the way to escape pain. Repentance and is a form of coming to a reconciliation with God so that we don't have pain for the things that we have done that are transgressions in his eyes, uh, breaking his commandments. We make those things right. And one thing that um, I read from an email from a teacher was that once we've overcome our sin and receive forgiveness of that sin, that we fill our life with good things, lest those same negative behaviors come back and plague us, even more so than they did originally. Uh, the analogy that the Lord said is that seven times the devils come back in, and it then becomes far worse for us if we turn away and go back to our 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 ways, um, which can be destructive. I don't need money or power or loyalty. I don't need praise or recognition of the world because I have no ego. That's a, a very hard thing to. Um, come to terms with is to be humble enough to realize you don't need the praise and recognition to be who you are. Um, because we all thrive on our egos and we like to feel good and we like to feel confident and we want others to see us as confident and strong but the desire to have those things can be a dependency. Loyalty can be a dependency. In other words, if I have students who study with me and then share things that are of private or personal information with those students, and then they decide to leave, that that sense of loyalty can be a dependency. And that dependency then can make me feel uh, discouraged, disheartened, and angry. So the need for loyalty in itself can be a dependency. Money can be lost. I don't need money because money can be lost. If I and I talked to my friend, and he said, "Yeah, if, if someone stole all his money, he would give them. If they brought came into his home and they robbed him, he said I'd give them the money. They must need it more than I do." And um, I know how to make more money. We can be so afraid of losing our money that we sit with armed guard watching for bad guys because we're so certain that they will try to take our money. Money can be lost.
things could inflate. We could see hyperinflation if government spending goes out of control and our money could become uh, less valuable. Power can be temporary. You know, these are things where you look at people who are in power at one time, they were responsible for the careers and lives of thousands of people. Every word that was spoken by him was carefully considered and listened to. But things can change. Sickness can arrive. Changes of economy can arrive. And uh, interest can change. And so power can shift. Maybe at one point, this individual held the power. He had the influence. At another time in his life, he may not have that power. He may not be recognized by his peers as being important. And so power can be um, temporary. If we can take a moral inventory of ourselves, it's like looking into a mirror. We look into the mirror and say, what are the things that I do well? Do I tell the truth that, uh, in certain situations? Do I tell white lies? Do I tell blatant lies? Do I live a life of deception? Do I appear to be someone that I am not to achieve the approval of the world? Or do I uh, live the life of a humble servant and maintain good integrity between myself and God and integrity with my wife and family? If I were called to face God today, would I be afraid or filled with guilt for the things that I have not addressed, which I have kept in secret and not disclosed, or will I feel confident in approaching the Lord and saying, I've done my best, I've lived a valiant life, I have tried to be a humble servant. If our lives are filled with light, we have so much more meaning. The Sabbath is also a great day to celebrate the Lord's creation of the earth and his millennial reign, which will come in in a thousand years where he will establish his theocracy and rule um, as king of kings, lord of lord over the whole world and all mankind will follow his uh will follow his light and his truth if we can talk about the unsaid things we may find that things the things that are giving us pain we we will give uh, as we take that moral inventory, there are things that cause us pain. There are things that we do, so maybe theft that causes other people pain. There are things 
such as accusations or blatant exaggerations of the truth or criticisms which are not fair or exaggerations of events that didn't happen quite the way we want to dramatize them to be theatrical in some ways but cruel in others. As we take that moral inventory of ourselves, we begin to accept ourselves as we truly are. We see what our weaknesses are. We get those inventory items, just like you're, if you went into a warehouse and you would count the different parts that you have, we begin to see the things that are missing in our life. Compassion, understanding, uh, empathy, service, wisdom, and those things that are holding us back from receiving inspiration become more clear as we write about some of our weaknesses, but also become more clear as we write about some of our strengths. We don't want to surrender that pen to another person. We want to see ourselves as we are, as we are capable of performing, and also the relationships we have. Because one of the most important things we do is build a good relationship with the person who we really are. And through that moral inventory, we can seek out people, or they can seek us out, who have similar um, ideals, goals, ambitions that we do, and we can help. And that relationship is very important in establishing uh, is establishing good communications and growth. As we see through our delusions. And become aware of our thought patterns, belief, behaviors, and emotions. We need to be soft on ourselves. We don't want to beat ourselves up and sound like a cruel taskmaster, uh, making us look small and in- insignificant. We need to be realize that we do matter, and um, that. Just the behaviors do not necessarily dictate who we are. Behaviors are indication of a person's heart. But a person's heart can change. And they can soften and they can become who God wants them to become. So again, as we approach Easter Sunday, I hope that we think about what it means that Christ raises us up and how we, through the pen and writing down our behaviors, our thoughts, our patterns, touch the hem of the Lord and we begin the healing process.